0: You said I would last until day three. It's true that on day three, kind of hit you. It hit me for an hour and then I figured out how to overcome it. Ooh, what did you do? I danced.
1: Hi everybody, this is Marilyn.
0: And this is Rhea.
1: And you're listening to
0: Who Run The Time
1: a spin-off of Who Run The World, where we discuss the way in which we are passing the time. And there is no better situation to be discussing how you pass the time than when you are locked up in a hotel room like our dear Raisi.
0: Tell us more. If people listen to our last episode, they know that I've moved to London and that the UAE is on the red list for the UK, which means that you have to quarantine in a government-approved hotel, which means that you do not leave your hotel room for 10 days. It's the closest you'll ever be to prison, Raisi. It really is. So basically, food is delivered to the door, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can order as much water as you want. You can also order (laughs) like a Deliveroo stuff. I am on day nine. I can't believe it's almost done. Tomorrow night, I am out of here. And I would like to say that there was a lot of predictions before And predictions coming from myself as well, might I add, not just from friends, that I would freak out, that I would cry every day, that I would feel antsy. Uh Uh-huh. A whole bunch of predictions.
1: Wow. I mean, I didn't predict you would cry every day.
0: You said I would last until day three.
1: No, I said by day three, you would start feeling like this wasn't as cool as you were claiming it was going to be. It's true that on day
0: three, kind of hit you. It hit me for an hour and then I figured out, how to overcome it? Ooh, what did you do? I danced.
1: <gasps> Nothing there for me to do but dance, dance, dance through dance, these hard dance, times. Dance, I'm going dance, through dance, just dance,
0: dance, dance. dance. <laughs> this is like
1: the shitty techno remix.
0: Um, so oh, yeah. Oh my so, god,
1: so dancing.
0: We figured maybe this episode we can give advice on what to do if you're locked up in a room in quarantine times. Also, we can talk about some of the realizations that I've been through in my mind that have come from the things I was forced to do to keep sane. Enough of the suspense, give us some meat. Okay, number one advice that I would give people. I'm very lucky that I have multiple seating areas in my room. So I have a little armchair and I have a desk. I make it a rule not to sit on my bed unless I'm going to sleep. Advice numero dos be fully in the present. Don't plan for the full 10 days. Don't plan for day five and you're still in day two. Literally wake up in the morning in day two and set up a plan for that day and only think of that day. That really Mm. saved my life. And that's what I felt on day three, right? So I was like, oh my God, I still have seven more days. How the fuck am I going to do this? I started thinking too much about what was to come. Just plan for now. What are you going to do today? What is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to get done? What do you want to read or watch? Or who do you want to talk to? I have a beautiful fact to accompany that story. There's always a fact with you. I know.
1: The beautiful fact related to the story you just shared, Reiti, is one that is called The Stockdale Paradox. General Stockdale was made a war prisoner in Vietnam for, I think it was eight years or something. A lot of other Americans were made prisoner at the same time. And he was one of the few who actually made it alive, not because the others were brutally murdered, but when he kind of recounted what allowed him to make it through that period without losing his mind. And it's a paradox that has been kind of requoted a lot in the pandemic because it's somehow similar. Essentially, he would say that a lot of the people that didn't make it were people who kept hoping that by like the 4th of July or Christmas or whatever of that year, they would be allowed to go home, that their government would negotiate something on their behalf. And so... He says that one of the reasons he made it through is that he actually didn't plan that far ahead. And his quote is, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality. And you, Rhea, have just had a
0: really mini version of Stockdale's experience. The second I had enacted that in my brain, more than anything, more than having a routine, more than not sitting on your bed, more than all these other things, don't think too far ahead. Just think about today. Also, it made me realize we're very seldomly in the present moment in everyday life. Like a lot of times we're always thinking about, oh, this thing that I want to do or this place or especially during the pandemic. As you'd mentioned before, people are always trying to plan when the pandemic is over, let's do this. And we're always projecting ourselves into an alternate reality or stressing about something that's about to come. In reality, if you just focus on what's at hand now, yes, with an idea of what's to come. But if you really focus on what's at hand now and have that discipline, I used to think I was not disciplined. Now I think I'm actually quite disciplined because I feel fine. Like, I don't feel like I'm scratching Why are the you walls.
1: thinking you're not disciplined?
0: I'm a procrastinator. I can be lazy sometimes. Seriously, you don't think you're disciplined? Not as disciplined as I should be. That's delusional. I'll take that as a compliment. It
1: is a compliment. You're an extremely disciplined person. I'm really surprised to hear you say that, Razie. Can we just rewind and think about the amount of... I don't know. I think we could pick many KPIs. Let's start with the amount of podcasts you produced last year. How many?
0: 10, 11, if you count who run the world, 12.
1: Do you know anybody who's produced 12 podcasts last year? No. Let's talk about who pushed all of us to get our driving license in Dubai. Do you want more examples?
0: No, it's fine. It's mad that you think you're not
1: disciplined.
0: Let me rephrase it. I'm not disciplined in my personal life.
1: Tell you, but you're disciplined everywhere else. You know, We have a pool of discipline that gets to its limit at some point. That's true. You know what I'm not disciplined about?
0: What? Paperwork. We don't like paperwork.
1: Fucking hate it.
0: But I'm disciplined
1: about a lot of other things.
0: You're one of the most disciplined people I know. I'm not disciplined about
1: a bunch of stuff, but I am disciplined about a whole other bunch. Like, I'm not very disciplined about what I eat, but you think I'm disciplined,
0: you see. I see. But it made me realize to be also disciplined in my personal life as well. Also made me realize how much I'm loved. Honestly, I don't know if all my friends got together and spoke to each other and made a pact that, we're all going to like check in and call.
1: Yeah. I mean, weren't you informed? We have like We Love Rea Society. We convene every month to discuss what you're going through and to agree collectively on how we're going to support you.
0: Thank you. It really felt like that, to be very honest. <laughs> Literally, it was a complete barrage of support. People called me every day. People called me every other day. Messages. You know what? That's a testament of what a good friend you are. People
1: did that because you would have done that and much more for them.
0: Thank you. And then dancing.
1: I was going to take us back to dancing.
0: Rhea, what
1: are the top tunes that you danced to? Very embarrassing. No. Is there any Britney in there? No. Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton sings? This song is amazing. I'm confused. When did she release this? Like
0: 2012. I... Don't mind spending some time swinging with you Eli. anyway. The next one is called Boys by Charlie XCX.
1: As I swiped on Bumble, <gasps> have you been swiping?
0: Yeah, and then this is a country song called Toes. It starts off with this line. Yeah, country music. I got my. It was in the water. water ass in the, ass sand. in the sand, not a worry in the world. Isn't Love that it. beautiful? So this is your dancing tunes. So what have you been up to the last ten days?
1: Raya, well, I've been working my butt off. I had like a couple of big deliverables for clients, mm-hmm. and when those were over, I was like, oh damn, I have to catch up with all the other stuff. I've yep. been to Finish this. Also, Grand moment du Jour. Mm. I've taken Sunday off. <gasps>
0: Okay, so that was going to be my follow-up question for you. So when you have a lot of work, how do you make time for yourself?
1: You know, I think this is something I learned at INSEAD. When I did my executive MBA, the amount of like workload associated with it was quite high. And I learned very early on to make a trade-off. There are circles in your life, you know, like work, leisure, friends, family, social life. When one of those circles expands for whatever reason, like you have a lot of workload or someone's visiting and you want to pay attention to them or give them time, then you just got to accept that the other ones will shrink and you got to accept the trade-off. That's a lesson actually that Hattie taught me when I went to Insta. He's like, something's got to give. You just got to live with the trade-offs. And if people around you don't love it, then that's fine.
0: So someone once told me that you only have room in your life for max three sets of priorities and you have to rank them. So there must Mm -hmm. be a number one, a number two, a number three. And then the other things are going to have to take a backseat. And if you try to do everything, then your mind is going to be stretched. You're going to feel disappointed in yourself and also being very upfront about it. And that's what I really love about you is that you just say, like, listen, this is my priority now. I'm going to call you when I'm done. How do you deal with people in your life who might not necessarily understand that? You know, Rhea, I started reading a book actually this morning
1: called Essentialism, and it had a really interesting graph in it, a very basic one. If you have an object and there are forces pulling it in every direction, Mm -hmm. it won't move. Even though there is energy and power being exerted on that object, it will not move. And so making sure that you're focused on your priorities is the only way to make sure you move you the project you're working on the people you're caring for like whatever it is that there is progress in that effort Mm -hmm. otherwise you're pulling yourself in every direction which literally means you're gonna stay where you are i really thought that visualization is like simple and pure and strong with regards to how you deal with people who don't understand that i'll just say my best bet is I treat people the way I wish I would be treated. Like yesterday, a friend of ours was coming over for dinner and I called her. I just wanted to know what time she'd be coming so the food would be warm. And uh, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm late. I'm like, there is no need for you to panic. I am not calling to give you shit about being late. I'm calling to ask what time you will be here because I'm a flexible human being and I just want to make sure you have good food. What I do is that when others display that they have other priorities, and in her case, it was just she wanted to go home and take a shower instead of coming over from work. Mm -hmm. And that was her priority. And that is a okay with me. I kind of offer them that peace of mind to say like, chill, you got this. This is your priority. Can Mm -hmm. I help? Can I get out of the way? And that's it. And people who can't do that, not my problem.
0: I love that. That mind visualization that you gave really struck a chord with me because being in quarantine was the first time in a very long time. A lot of things that were pulling my brain in one direction kind of stopped. So I didn't have to have any social things that I was going to. I didn't have errands to run. I didn't have anything to do aside from just be here and kind of get through the 10 days without going crazy. It made me realize that there's a lot of things that you allow to fill up your brain and that you get so nervous about that if you just remove them, like you're very calm. Like, I think this is the least stressed I've been in the last year.
1: I believe that.
0: And I want to hold on to that when I go back into the real world. Like mm-hmm. as I start a new job, as we continue with the podcast, as I make new friends and see my friends in London, just to do it in a very chill way and, and ask myself right now, okay, what are those three priorities and in what order? Do you want to rank them?
1: My friend Tunshu recommended the book to me. He also said that for years when he was in the corporate world, he would make a not to do list in the morning, meaning he would make a list of the things he was not going to get involved in today. And if by the end of the day, he had gotten involved in them, it would show him that he hadn't been disciplined about being focused on the important things. I thought that was great because actually I open my calendar every evening Mm. and I look at the next couple of days and I'm like, which thing can I get out Mm. of, Mm. you know, where am I not essential, but also like. Now, as the team kind of grows in cosmic, mm, and mm. you know, Tala and Marie are perfectly, you know, capable, responsible adults, and they can take on their own projects, and I need to stop mothering everybody. You know, I can be like, Marilyn, here's something you will not get involved in
0: today. Love it, you know Just realizing also that time is finite and where you choose to put your time is the most valuable commodity that you can give. A friend of ours asked for advice in a decision that he had to make. It's a decision of where do you, want to put and invest your time in so that the future you is set up in a better place where you're going to be satisfied. I'm not going to use the word happy because I really think that people always strive to be happy when happiness ebbs and flows. It's not a goal to work towards. Okay. What are then, would you say right now, three priorities in your life that you're focusing or channeling your energy in? First of all,
1: Aeon. For those of you who don't know, in addition to consulting people around you know, re-engineering their work processes towards distributed teams. We are also developing a software at Cosmic Centres that's called Aeon. I actually haven't paid enough attention to it for the last few weeks because I had another set of priorities. And so now I'm recategorizing it as my top work priority. So that is what I'm going to be looking to reorganize my time towards. Second priority is... I would say getting the team in shape to spend more time without me this summer because if all goes well, COVID willing, Hadi and I have some really exciting summer plans and I would Mm -hmm. like to be Mm -hmm. present in those plans. And so I would love to make sure and and give the right support needed in the next kind of six weeks to Marie and Tala and everybody else on the team, Graziana, Antoinette, Alexandra. We have Tracy, a new intern. We're going to have Billy joining us. You know, want to make sure that I give people enough training, enough attention, enough one-on-one time so that they feel more confident and they get the support that they need from me to feel that way. And then mm, cooking again. I miss mm. it. Sharing meals with people I love. Yeah, I already miss
0: your matlube.
1: I offered to make you some. You politely declined.
0: But I'm going to come back and visit and you're going to make some Woo Or I'll come do it in the UK. Yes, please. I like that you didn't just say work and that you were very specific within work. Mm. What were the things? Second, I love the wanting to set people up because you're you're building a sustainable company. So it's cool that you want to like set people up to be able to be functioning pods on their own and cooking. it. That's saying that yourself is a priority as well, which I think is very important. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. So I'm going to follow your lead and be more specific in the <laughs> priorities. Number one is to start off the new job on a good footing. A lot of times I'm like jumping To want to do a million things and Mm -hmm. start off a million initiatives. But this time, around, I just want to start off slow, really listen, absorb and do some cool things within the company. You know why? Why?
1: You will never be new again. I really find that some of the best ideas people have are in the early days. So I think that actually taking the time to listen, absorb, develop a gut feeling and let that happen without over-engineering it or speeding it up, I'm pretty sure that will be the basis for your future success and for your
0: contribution to the organizational value. I, I totally agree. And then the second priority is to make sure in this move to continue feeding my creative muscle. That's, of course, through Who Run the World and through our upcoming projects, feeding the creativity through producing things. And the third one is to move my body. And I really enjoyed the dancing. I really want to get back to the gym. I really want to start running again and really, and we'll have an episode about Body image and all these things, but really find expression through my body, which I think has been very stiff. I think dancing in a quarantine room, I really danced like no one was watching and it was so much fun. I want to be able to do that and continue that outside, even if people are watching. Beautiful. Yeah, man.
1: What I really like about your priorities at Mm -hmm. the moment is that they're really focused on you. It's been a long time since you've actually done that. And I think that's
0: great. Thank you. And I really do believe that if you work on yourself and you're in a good place, you can be an even better member of your community. And to do that, you need to set aside time for yourself. And so even when you said, yes, you want to set up members of your team to do well, because when you do go on the vacations and the trips with Hadi and you're fully present and you get to recharge, that's going to feed your soul and your body and your mind. Because then when you're back in Dubai or when you're back working, You'll be a better person. You'll have better ideas. Anyway, that's a, a long winded way of saying woohoo. Love it. I don't think this is a who
1: run the time anymore. I'm not sure what it is anymore, but listen. Know. So, this new format, Rhea, I think invites people to do the following. Yes. Perhaps take a minute to do these four things. One, make a list of your top priorities. It doesn't have to be forever. Maybe look. Two to three weeks ahead, maybe four to five, not too long, something you can grasp and kind of action. Number two, start making lists of things you will not do so that you can really focus your mind on the things that matter. Three, share those things with others so that people know and that they help you and support you and accept you in that moment. And then number four, dance like no one's watching. Hell yeah. Quarantine Lessons from the lockdown. Is that crazy? Who would have thunk it?
0: Well, this always happens to me when I go on an adventure. I always come back with life lessons.
1: I told you, I felt like this lockdown me thing was like you on the Camino a few years ago. It really was. Crazy. On this lovely note, you were listening to Who Run the Town that turned into Who Run the World. We're not quite sure, but if you enjoyed our episode... The last episode where, you know, Rhea and I bawled our eyes out. (laughs) The one before that, our very courageous friend, Tala, came on to talk about a very personal experience and how she went through it. And the one before that, where I don't remember what we did, but I'm sure it was about my bra. Oh, yes. Talked about Rhea's boobs. Please leave us a rating. We would love nothing more. And perhaps share one of our episodes with someone who you think might enjoy it laugh at it cry with us and by the way for the naysayers who thought we would end the podcast just because we're not in the same country in your face